All right, fam, we have a new partner that you can support, and you're going to love this one. They're called Zoom Care. The one great thing that we can all take away from this pandemic is the ability to do more things from the comfort of your own home. Nobody likes sitting in a doctor's office or even going to the doctor for that matter. I know I sure don't, but we all need to take care of ourselves. So, what is video care? Video care is like a trip to Zoom Care just from your couch. You can see, hear, and chat with your doctor just like in a traditional office visit. Get secure access to urgent primary and specialist care, including mental health. Video care is covered by most private insurers, usually with copay. Visit zoomcare.com to get started. That's Z O O M C A R E.com. There's nothing better than getting a diagnosis from your doc while sitting in your own living room. You can help them and us out a great deal today by checking out zoomcare.com for all the details you need. And go. Ball in the air, deep right center go. field. Two run, home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers. He'll watch it go out. Chuck Nasty. Two run, home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Copy. Remember to use the promo code DNVR20 because when you do that, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. Where'd I put mine? It's down here. <clears throat> I, of course, am your host, Drew Creaseman, the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lines. And on today's show, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to play a game for a bit here because, you know, we've got some baseball approaching. Soon we'll have actual baseball to talk about. Wanted to take a little bit of time before the season starts. Get to know each other all a little bit better. The great thing about the game that we're going to play today is that everybody here in the comments can play along. And there's no such thing as a wrong answer. Well, there might be. We'll see. We're going to draw some lines here. We're all going to get to know each other a little bit better. Draw some lines. Make some friends. Maybe some mortal enemies. Because we are going to be playing a game we call Start, Bench, Cut. There it is. Graphic, thanks to Tech Boy, Kale, for the graphic there. And mostly, of course, you would would understand how this might apply to baseball. But we're going to apply it to everything today. We'll give you a couple examples. We're going to start with some current news. Patrick and I were talking about this yesterday, Patrick. We uh, So we'll give you an example here. Current situation everyone's very familiar with. Colorado Rockies at first base right now. You got Josh Fuentes, you got CJ Crone, and you got now Greg Bird all in camp. Start, bench, cut. So you're not going to give me an easy one to warm up on. Right. Nothing. No, we're going right into this head, headlong. That's the hardest one. Because you, of course, have your emotional favorite. You've got the, hey, good story, Colorado kid and Greg Bird. The emotional favorite, of course, being Josh Fuentes, being the underdog, perpetual underdog. 
And then you've got the guy most likely to do it and has maybe the best upside of anybody and the best pedigree, of course, in CJ Crone. Man, you are not making this easy for start, bench, cut. All right, well, I'm going to cut Greg Bird. Now, I think Greg Bird has you know, a lot of potential here. I mean, this this will be the closest one I think we'll do. There's, there's no way we're going to have one that's closer than this. This is really... Uh, a brain teaser for me. Probably About- not not a current baseball one, no. Past baseball ones and non-baseball <laughs> ones are going to be tougher than this, but I wanted to let's get right into it. It is. It's good. It, it, this so, is tough. So I'm, I'm going to bet on, on Greg Bird not really being able to bounce back. Again, he showed a lot of promise, but needs yeah. to cut down on his strikeouts in a major way. Um, but, hey, I, I hope he proves me wrong in a lot of ways. So that leaves start and bench between C.J. Crone and Josh Fuentes. You know, I think if C.J. Crone is healthy – he's going to get a bulk of the start. So he's going to be my start. And Josh Fuentes, I'm keeping him around on the bench, ready to jump in as soon as CJ Crone has any, you know, injury issues or just kind of slips up, whatever it may be, give the ball or really give the glove, give the first baseman's mitt to Josh Fuentes. (laughs) Totally. That's what I'm, that's, that's my order of start bench cut at first base. Crone Fuentes. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. I think there's going to be variance throughout the show, so I'm not worried about just saying I agree uh, for all the reasons that you've said, and, and I expect it to play out that way unless there's an injury or somebody just gets hot as the sun during spring training. That's something you've always got to watch out for. There's no way. And I also do think there, it's plausible. First of all, you know, Greg Burke could very easily end up in AAA or whatever. You don't have to actually cut these guys. This is our game that we're playing. Uh <laughs> But if he hits well enough, you can carry him as just a bat also, depending on who else you've got around, what you, where you feel Sam Hilliard's at, things like that. So Bird could very easily, all three of them could end up making the team if they have good springs. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think you can uh, roster all three of those guys, especially right now we're looking at a 26-man roster for the bulk of the season. No DH for uh, 2021. But that being said, you know, again, against left-handed pitching, maybe you go C.J. Crone, depending on how much of a, of a masher Greg Bird is against righties. Okay, he's in there for that. and Or even just, again, a, a guy off the bench. And Josh Fuentes, you give him a mitt, he's going to learn that position. He's going to play just about anywhere. I, I would not put it past this young man. So, yeah, you could actually see all three of those guys on the field at the same time, maybe? at I don't, know if, impressive. I don't know if Bird or Crone. Crone definitely is not going into the corner outfield so, after knee surgery. Something strange has happened, but still not out of the realm of possibility. All that right. Not. I'm going to go back and forth between baseball ones and non-baseball ones and, and keep it relatively difficult. Well, maybe – no, I won't Rapid go quite fire. as difficult. Oh, my gosh. No, no. no I'm not – well, maybe this will be hard for you. This one's easy for me. The category is ice cream. You got chocolate. You got vanilla, and you got fruity stuff or sherbet. Right? I don't know. Sherbet might be a different category, but like fruit ice cream, like chocolate, vanilla, and fruit ice cream. Start bench cut. This is easy. I'm cutting chocolate. Yeah, I oh, said it. Oh, oh yeah, I said no. it. Okay. See, I knew that. I knew Come at, at some point this is gonna at happen. At Patrick D Lyons on Twitter, oh. hit me oh, up. No. My home address is four seven three. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge chocolate guy. I'll eat it. I mean, it's in everything. But it's not my first choice. I'm starting vanilla. Now, vanilla is a flavor that that you use it as a put down. Like, ah, this person, very vanilla. Personalities can be vanilla. 
But I actually, <laughs> I actually read that personality trait is if those people who like vanilla are adventurous. That's true. And I think that makes sense. You know why? Because everybody likes chocolate. I, you know, I don't. Huh? I, I, I buy, that's I normal. That's average. Hey. If you like chocolate, that's vanilla. There, I said it. Oh. And so I'm benching sherbet or whatever else. Not crazy, but intermezzo, whatever you're doing. If you're at a fancy yeah. dinner, fine. Yeah. But cut chocolate. Psh, I could never eat another bite of chocolate for the rest of my life. I'd be uh, good. I'm with Kristen. This me. is the this is the worst take in the history of DNVR Rockies of, of, of everything that's ever been said. On Look, this when show. you're a revolutionary, you're going to have to do some things sometimes <laughs> and say some things, whether you believe it or not. In this case, I do believe it. I'm not just I'm not just <laughs> doing it to be bombastic. No. Chocolate, nah, I'm good. Okay, so I'm starting chocolate because, because it's chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Like, right, I didn't think I was going to have to defend this take. This was not something I was prepared to do today. It's, see, now it's backfire. You put me on the spot? I'm going to make you ever. defend chocolate. Totally. Totally. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to. I'm simply going to say chocolate. There's so many different kinds, so many different ways you can have chocolate. I love chocolate. Chocolate is a necessary part of my like experience diet life <laughs> uh, not necessarily you can't have it all the time you got to be careful with that but still uh, vanilla i'm gonna bench i'm i'm actually with your take on vanilla i think it gets a bad rap so uh, uh, it's 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 unfair man vanilla is delicious like you get a really good especially like a french vanilla just a quality be like you gotta put other stuff on it i'm like i actually vanilla bean Vanilla bean, uh, vanilla's good, here. man. Vanilla's, I put vanilla in my coffee and my Strava Craft coffee. I'm mm -hmm. always putting vanilla in there. That's that's my go-to there. Fruity ice cream, I don't know who people are trying to impress. Katie does this. She's she's a fruity ice cream person. I'll say, you know, hey, we should get some dessert or something. We should maybe get like a brownie or like some ice cream. She's like, yeah, you want to get some sherbet? I was like, that's not really what I said, <laughs> right? It's like if a you're salad. lactose intolerant, if you're lactose intolerant, hey, props. Okay. You, you hey, might not uh, necessarily have the option. Also, man. you could be over 70 years old. Those would be the two camps, I think. Um, no, but. <laughs> Fruity ice cream people, if you're out there, let us know in the comments. Hit us up, but I don't, I'm not. Now, if, we, if you had said Italian ice, that would have kind of been a whole other game changer. Right. Folks on the East Coast know Rita's Italian ice, a little bit of wooder ice, as we like to say. Wooder. On the East. Wooder. Some good yeah. wooder ice. Now that's, ooh, that's, that's going to be hard. All right. Uh, we did a current Rockies. Let's do an all time Rockies. I'm going to give you all time Rockies speedsters. Start bench cut. Mm -hmm. Eric Young Sr. Juan Pierre, Willie Tavares. All right. I'm starting Eric Young, senior. That That's an easy gimme. I think he – you know, I don't think he actually has the team record. I think I think Tavares has it. He's got like 63 maybe. That's right. Um, so, so he's out in front. But I'm, I'm going to take Eric Young. He's, he's the prototypical stage setter uh, at, the, at the top of the lineup there. And, you know – Pierre and Tavares kind of had similar careers, uh, or not similar careers, I should say, similar length of careers on the Rockies. Right. One had a much longer career uh, and I think contributed a lot more. 
You know, it, it's, it's kind of a tie because I think Tavares is a little bit better, but tie goes to my buddy's favorite player. So I'm going to, I'm just going to bench Juan Pierre. Let's go. Even though, you know, Willie Tavares, if I had to steal a base, I, I might even go with him over all three, but you know what? Sometimes I'm into the compilage. I'm into compiling. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to end up having to, to, to bench Willie Tavares. Sorry. Willie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or cut. You're cutting Willie Tavares. Cutting him, yes. Juan Pierre. I thought I could sneak so, that by you through the uh, waiver yeah. wire, like, but mm, nope. The commissioner mm, shot that deal down. Twenty-seven men on the roster. You got to get someone out of here, or however many. Have we decided on that yet? <laughs> it's twenty-six until it's not. Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh, I'm of course. Look, I'm starting Juan Pierre. Sue me. I don't care. I don't Fair. care. Look at that mustache. Look at the way he wears his hat. Look at Sox. all them hits, the socks, uh, all of it, and and the, the I, youth size medium jersey he wore. Also, got to give him respect for that. Phenomenal, <laughs> uh, and he was an underrated hitter. The guy had a phenomenal contact ability, and obviously no power at all. So there's not an advanced metric in the world that likes his bat. But every old school brain, old school coach. Uh, just loved the hell out of watching him take at bats. He was very difficult to strike out. Uh, obviously, people know one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player of all time. So I'm going to start Juan Pierre. I'm going to put Eric Young Sr. right there on the bench and also sadly, begrudgingly got to cut Willie Tavares as much as we love him and, and we keep him in our hearts forever. Man, all right. We're, we're, we're getting close here on our on our takes, but that's that's okay. We're not not exactly now. Willie Tavares. It's interesting that we we cut him, but he actually has the highest stolen base percentage too, at, at eighty six point three three. That's that's pretty good. And Eric Young Senior has been caught stealing the most out of say, anyone. He's got that dubious record. Yeah, but that's going to happen. You know, when when you get on bases frequently as he did. All right. Let's see if we can stir things up here a little bit. Ey Senior does have the career. A stolen base mark, 180. Charlie Blackman's at 131 right now in second place. Okay. I don't think he's going to catch him. Third place, no, Larry Walker. Yeah, Third place, Larry amazing. Walker. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Not a lot of prolific base stealers over the years, at least none that really stick around for a while. Do you know what the career uh, stolen base totals are for Tavares and Pierre as a Colorado Rocky? No. 101 to 100. Really? Wow. Willie Tavares pipped him. He beat him by one. He got that one. He got that by extra one. one. Yeah. How about that? With that smirk on his face and everything, I'll bet. But they all got over 100. So they are, they are a group of just seven that have over 100. And with 20 stolen bases this year, Trevor Story could join that list. And, you know, maybe we're talking about talking about him this time next year. <laughs> All-time Rockies great. <laughs> all time, among the, team. Among oh, the all-time. All right. On that note... Time to open up this Breckenridge Broom. I do have my Hot Peak IPA situation still going here, though I haven't had a chance to grab the seltzers yet. Someone's going to have to hit me up with some. I think I'm going to get a chance to go down to the bar this week, and so I should be able to go out and get some. Uh, we did a big grocery shopping right before the seltzers came out. I, I wasn't exactly sure when, so... But I'm very excited. So I've heard the honeydew are absolutely fantastic in that Jokic 15-pack. Remember to head on down to the farmhouse, now open, socially distanced. You can use promo code DNVR from noon to 8 p.m. to get 5 bucks off. Call 303-803-1380 
And you also know you can get Breck Brew at any place where you can find yourself some fine adult beverages. I love that when you're making your grocery list, you're like, oh, should we get apples? Yeah, we get apples. Tomatoes? Yeah, because we're getting, you know, we're, we're frying up some burgers from Hassel Cattle Company. All right, what else is on our list? Okay, maybe we'll get a little onions, Breck Brew. Like on your list of items to get when you go to King Supers is Breck Brew. I love yeah. that. They've got the 15 can sampler pack right there. The question is always, and actually Katie will just text me, one or two. Do we need one 15 can sampler pack or two of them to, to bring home? And soon it's going to be, we're going to be getting those seltzers. Seltzies, as some people have decided to call them. I don't know if Seltzies. I can pull off Seltzie. Seltzies? Seltzie. We're blowing someone's eardrums out. Someone, there's, <laughs> right. if you're listening to this podcast at home, your dog uh, is probably earbuds. barking at the top of his lungs right now. Seltzies. <laughs> Make them stop making that noise. All right. <clears throat> one thing that goes with beer, of course, is rock and roll so patrick start bench cut beatles stones zeppelin true ah <laughs> uh, you you might want to put your beer down oh no you 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 might do have a spit take here my friend yeah all right he's taking a sip all right he's putting it down he's making and sure that if he flails his arms this one's easy i am cutting Without a shadow of a doubt, Led Zeppelin. I am not a huge Led Zeppelin. I'm not a huge Led Zeppelin. I thought you might be. Uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely, so I have, I think, the opinion that you're about to give about Led Zeppelin, about the Stones. Mm. Well, yeah, I'm, I've, I just, I've never got into them. They, they seemed like, I don't know, maybe they're, they're more hard rock. Then, then is up my alley, which which is why conversely, Beatles is my start all day long. And the Stones, I always saw it as a conversation of you're either into the Beatles or you're into the Stones, which is ridiculous. You know, you, you can have both. And because I never fully got into the Stones, but I could see my I could see it still happening. I could see myself going back. I mean, shoot, I could even go back and be like, oh, I want to get into Keith Richards' uh, solo work, like. Why not? Uh, Bill Watts, whatever. I, I could see myself still doing that. But Led Zeppelin, no. Sorry. I'm cutting Led Zeppelin. I'm going to bench Stones. And I'm starting the Fab Four minus yeah. Stuart Sutcliffe. Yeah, yeah sure. And Pete, <laughs> gonna, and Pete Best. I, I was going to say, uh, I was going to, Billy Preston? Honorary member. Sure. There's a lot of Fifth Beatles that weren't really. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, a lot of work on the White Album. Yeah, I'm a, I am also going to start the Beatles. So there was a time in my life, and I, I thought you were building up to cut the Beatles. So I was like, this is going to be fascinating. If, if I don't. Yeah, when I was a teenager, person. I was I was not into the Beatles. I'll have to, I, I will say I had to come around once I started. I could see that music and stuff. Led Zeppelin in high school, right? I feel like Zeppelin's more of a high school band. Yeah, uh, though I I will say when I really got into Led Zeppelin was in college when I was getting into writing music and particularly like some of the live stuff and and jimmy page just doing absolutely incredible ridiculous things to a guitar so i gotta put them uh i, I gotta put them on my bench and I, I gotta get the stones i was just never <clears throat> i don't know why the stones never totally clicked with me like some of their songs i'm like yeah i like i don't hate them or anything i don't like turn them off and i come on the radio or whatever like That'd be a bit much, but 
No, I just never. I don't think I've ever listened to a Rolling Stones album beginning to end or or Same. a show or or anything like that. Where Zeppelin, I've watched several of their shows, and and the Beatles, I've like studied for a couple of years. So yeah, all right, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I definitely can can see that. And and a good a good like you know kind of B side Rolling Stones song in a, in a Wes Anderson film. I mean, you go yes, okay, here I I, I get it. But it, and I and I like again that. You, you paired those three together because I think that's correct. Like, I mean, I don't know who else would be a third if you, I think Beatles and, and Stones are have to be one and two. And then I, I don't think you could substitute Led Zeppelin for like the who. Eh, maybe you make the case, but I, I think Led Zeppelin deserves to be that. It, within, within that trio right, of all time, right. great rock bands. Yeah. All I, from I thought, England, I thought of a few others. And and personally, I'm actually a Pink Floyd guy. If if I was to pick a, a personal favorite, I was close. I mean, um, I feel were, like I feel like they were related. triangulating yeah. the area. Yeah, you were coming up to it. But if I had to pick one of those classic bands, that's my own personal favorite. It's probably Pink Floyd. But okay, so we were we we're close on that one. Back into the realm of baseball now. Uh, where was it? Oh yes, current. We want to do a current one. Center field for the Colorado mm. Rockies. Rymal Tapia, Garrett Hampson, Sam Hilliard. Who do you want? Forget about any of the other positions. Just if you're setting up center field. Yeah, it's kind of a fan. We had old Pink Floyd records like like on vinyl that we would play. Dad would play music really loud in the house. We had this big living room with high vaulted ceilings and Pink Floyd just <laughs> filling it up. And yeah. Rush? Are you doing? Are you are you a Rush guy too? I can I get into maybe. Rush, but I'm not one of those people that's like, man. But like, yeah. Yes, they no. They've got their they've got their following. Yeah. No two ways about it. Well, uh, I'm gonna cut Rymel Tapia right off the bat again, just out of, out of center field. How dare you? Out no, of center I, I, field. I think I think this is right. Because defensively, it just, again, I'm thinking more of the defensive term, and he's got another position, and so really, it it, it becomes a, a defensive first position at, I mean, as it should be for just about anything, I think, um, you know, Mookie Betts was a guy that he ended up having to kind of move over from center field. And I think, he, I think he's probably just as good as Jackie Bradley jr. But for the triangle going on in, in Fenway park, you go, ah, you know, you might be able to, to get more out of his defensive play, um, in, in, in right field than in center, but, but center is, is a defensive position. So I'm cutting Rymel Tapia. I'm going to bench, Garrett Hampson, and I'm going to start Sam Hilliard because he okay. has the best arm. I mean, the dude has True. a cannon. Uh, I would I would love for him to get an opportunity. I, I understand why he hasn't. I want, understand why every year he's had to spend an entire season at a different level. And they're just guys where, where that's the case. And I think, you know, you, you really have to invest in some time in, in, in Hilliard this year to give him that opportunity. I think he's got much more of that upside. And, and again, Garrett Hampson, much like Josh Fuentes, uh, putting him on the bench, he can play anywhere else. Um, you know, doesn't have quite the same upside. He's got the, got the speedy legs. And again, if, if you're trying to win games and maybe eke out a, a postseason berth, you know, then those, those late inning substitutions and, you know, uh, putting a pinch runner on first base to steal second and get in scoring position, like all of those little minor things, I think can can certainly add up. So I'm going to start Sam Hilliard in center. I'm going to bench Garrett Hampson, and I'm going to cut Ramal Tapia only if we're talking about center field. 
Yeah, I actually, I, I totally buy that. I, I buy that logic entirely. I had been leaning towards starting Hampson um, for, you know, speedy boy reasons. <laughs> but but I, I'm with you. I, I think the highest ceiling player out there is Hilliard. And he's also probably the one who's going to let you know the quickest whether he can hang or not, because I like Hampson's Very game fair, has yeah. so much to do with like, you know, can he have enough opportunities to get on base and then can he steal enough bags and, and go first to third and play great defense? Like his, his value is never going to show up by being on a 30 home run pace. But if you give Hilliard two months of play and he shows you that he might be one of those guys, then you further invest in the young man, but you give him two or three months and he's still sitting at, six, seven home runs because he's just striking out too much, you might go, okay, at best, maybe we've got a bench guy here and you can start to reevaluate and then you can give other guys more playing time. Like you said, Hampson kind of fits in all over the place. So I, I'm going to go with you on that one. I'm going to agree with all of that. Left-handed hitter too, you know, so more times than not, you're going to be facing a, a right-handed starter, you know, okay, that's that's great. You can you can take him out, you know, later yeah. in the game, whatever totally. whatever it'll be, but yeah, I mean that arm, that that's a cannon. He's that's going to be one of those highlights. That there's going to be several of those. If he gets an opportunity out in center field of throwing guys out at third base, because um, now it's now it's not not that the third baseman is that important, but you know you're barreling into third base with Nolan Arenado there. Hey, he's a Gold Glover. You know he could make a, a Javier Baez type swipe tag if he needs to. Um, now it's Ryan McMahon. Hey, you got a, a relatively young, almost almost a rookie still out in center field in Hilliard. Yeah, let's test his arm. Let's see if we can get away with one here. And he's going to throw some guys out at third base. He's going to throw some guys out at home, and it's going to be exciting. That Those are going to be some of the best highlights. And he's got the size, too. I want to see him go up against the wall, pull back a home run, and you know just watch the outfield wall and the debris just blow apart to a million different pieces as purple padding or green padding is all over the place as he obliterates that with his – you know, 225 pound muscular body, just smack right in center field. Like that's, right. that's a great highlight that I'm looking forward to see this year. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, Hey, one thing that you should definitely start is taking some classes at MSU Denver online, whether you're starting up a new degree, finishing an old one, you just want a few extra skills in your life. You want to get digital education from the experts, teachers who are incredibly responsive to emails, questions, concerns, many of whom work in the same field that you're taking your class in. So you've got a great opportunity to network with them. Check out all the courses that they have to offer by going to msudenver.edu slash online, taking a look at the coursework. Like I said, whether you're starting a new degree, finishing up an old one, or just getting a new skill. There's all kinds of great classes you can take there that are going to make you a more well-rounded person. So head to msudenver.edu slash online today. Meet me, sign up and be a roadrunner. That's why. That's why you need to do it. <laughs> there it is. You become right. a roadrunner. Education-based start bench cut. History, science, language arts. I'm beginning to see a trend, but the cuts are always the easy, are always the first ones I go with. Has, has that been the case for you? Like, I don't know. Is you that... feel like more of a start guy? Like you can, you can 
parse out the start first? Yeah, I actually do. Yeah, I feel like I know who I'm starting, and then it's always a tougher decision between bench and cut. Yeah, I'm, I'm opposite. I'm, I'm okay. cutting science. Now, I'm a math guy, and you think, oh, math, science. No, no. Science, I don't. <laughs> different. It's too involved. Like, what are the different types of clouds? Where does rain come from? I don't understand. I've, I've said it before. I took a test, and I was like, what's a 1,000 feet beneath the Earth's surface? And I just wanted to write in more dirt. It's just more dirt. <laughs> just stop. Let's, why are we doing this? So science is going to the bottom. And then, ooh, you know what? Man, that, that's hard. History and, and literacy, in, in a lot of ways, they, they, they seem so closely related. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say literacy or language arts is, is going to yeah. be my start. I feel like because that you're still getting your history in there. So I'm, I'm going I'm to cheat a little bit and, and, and say I'm kind of getting history in that as well. And I'm, I'm going to bench history, even though I've, half the books I read are baseball books. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm going to be very similar here. So we're going to disappoint Nighthawk again because uh, <laughs> science just was never, never my strong suit either. So I've, I've got to cut it out of there. We'll have somebody come on and choose science for this one, I'm sure. Um, and I'm actually, I, it's funny because I, I, I've spent more time studying language arts and, and more time in literature and, and literary criticism and analysis. And I went to school for that for a little while. And my relationship with history is much more related to my relationship with politics, which is just like the history of government, which as I've come to learn as a post-college adult is not the only history there is. There's actually a, a great series of videos that I highly, highly recommend called Crash Course History, a guy named John Green. And he often refers to that as great man history. It's taught of like history is taught through great white men that is like no there's so much more so yeah i'm i'm actually i'm gonna go with my mother here i'm even though it's something i i still like i i feel like i need to learn a lot more about uh i'm gonna start history and, and bench the language arts because i feel like it just encompasses so much and, and you can learn so many different it does kind of yeah it, it, it kind of includes everything right because when you're learning about history sometimes you're learning about the history of scientific discovery or the history of mathematics or or sports or whatever it is so i'll say I'll, yeah. i love that i i'll i'll say something two nice things about science i'm a birder love birds i think that's that's biology i'll do birds all day adam Mares too from from dnvr nuggets him and i we will we'll text back and forth like hey man my wife saw a Merlin out on her walk today. It's a type of small falcon. Yes, it's called a Merlin. It's fantastic. And I'll say this. Uh, who is it? Mendeleev, his periodic table of elements. I had to study that in eighth grade. And I, I was fascinated by trying to study all the different symbols of different things. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I couldn't tell you their periodic number and all that jazz. But I do know gold is, is AU. So yeah. not to just show off. I know about Yitterbium. All right. I know about magnesium and manganese. <laughs> okay. I got oh, all these. Fantastic. This is a great note from Will that apparently the crash course astronomy, because the crash course, they're, they're really great online. Check them out. They, but they do uh, uh, apparently the astronomy guys from Boulder. So that's pretty Have cool. you ever gone to Fisk Planetarium before? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Never. So, no. It was always on my to-do list. And I enjoy. Uh, I, did you go to one I, of those Pink Floyd shows? 
No, I, it's funny, right? Because we were talking Floyd earlier. No, I've always wanted to go to one of the Pink Floyd laser shows, but I had a few science classes. I did take an astronomy course at CU Boulder. That, oh, cool. and, and I am, I'm very, I'm, if there's a science that I gravitate toward, haha, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would be astronomy and space and, you know, those kinds of things. I took a course on black holes just because, like, that'll be cool and fun and interesting. It wasn't, it was hard. <laughs> it's mostly math. And that wasn't even on the list. <laughs> so. Um, all right, this is a hard one now. Back into the realm of baseball, an all-timer. The three Rockies with the best Hall of Fame cases. Ooh. Start, bench, cut. Todd Helton, Larry Walker, Nolan Arenado. All right, well, I'll, I'll start with Larry Walker because he's already in. I feel like that should be a lock. In more ways than one, because we right. certainly don't know if you're, it if depends you're an on active how you're, ball player yeah, right now. Right, like you never know. Yeah, never know. Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, it all depends on how we're determining this question, right? Because not necessarily who's going to get in the Hall of Fame. Just like on the field of dreams, right? I see. Who are you going to start bench cut of these three players? Gotcha. I, I I still think I would start Larry Walker. Walker. Um, you know, again, statistically speaking. You know, some of his numbers might not be as flashy as they should be, but he was hurt, you know. So if we're, we're just talking about when he was on the field, what he could do, uh, I think it's 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 up there with Arenado, uh, who has a way to go. And, you know, we during Hall of Fame week, we talked about Andrew Jones and, and how he just fell off after the, after the age of 30. But dude was hitting home runs at an, as a 19-year-old against the Yankees in the World Series and had a decade of pure dominance, was yeah. almost the National League version of Ken Griffey Jr. And yes, I know Jr. went and played for the Reds, but nevertheless, was seemed like a lock and then did almost nothing after age 30. I don't think that's going to be the case with Nolan, but that is out there. Yeah, so I'm going to start Larry not. Walker. I'm going to bench Todd Helton, and I'm actually going to cut Nolan Arenado, which – Feels that? okay to do now as opposed I was to say, two weeks ago. I guess you're not the only one. <laughs> pretty, I feel pretty brave right now saying that. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Easier said now. Um, I'm with Wild the Innocent here. I think all at their peak. I'm starting Larry. I'm I'm putting Nolan Arenado on the bench. And sadly, you know, and a lot of this has to do with positional volume. And obviously, Todd Elton was such a great value at first base but third baseman and, and right fielders are just more valuable and and can bring a little bit more so yeah but i i buy your logic though like there there's a chance that we're looking back at all their careers when it's all said and done and and helton will have had the better career no one's got a lot more to prove because as you've i i think made the point really well on this show over the last couple of weeks like compiling isn't something to just turn your nose up at it's really hard to keep playing baseball for a long time like i was kind of getting into it with jeter fans the other day and they were on me for calling him a compiler and i was trying to push back a little bit saying like that's also not a bad thing when i say he was never elite but he was above average for a very long time like you know how few guys in history have managed that very yeah. few very few so it's still impressive it's just a different kind of impressive we'll see if nolan can pull it off but i buy your logic there um, okay, you may have very strong or no opinions on this whatsoever. I, this, this is going to be a fun and interesting one. Well, my job is my job is to have a take. 
So right. if I have no opinion whatsoever, I will do my best to right. to fan it. Okay. Larry. Curly. Mo. Okay, so I've heard of two of those guys. <laughs> um, start bench cut, Larry Curly Mo. Let's see. I'm gonna start uh, Larry Fine. Yes, I know his last name. Pretty sure he was born in Philadelphia. Uh, I went to a show to see Ben Gibbard uh, on his on a solo tour, lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie, about uh, 14 years ago in Philadelphia, and before the concert at the Trocadero, ate at the restaurant that was inside of the house that Larry Fine was born in. So because of that, Larry goes wow. to number one. <laughs> yeah, right? Of course. Obviously. Of course. Sure. Why would that not be? Mo, what do I know about Mo? I feel like I feel like I know some things about Mo that are just I can't I can't quite pull from my brain. I feel like Mo is underrated in a lot of ways and and may have I don't know, he he's probably the, the most pivotal guy where either you loved him or hate him because he seemed like he was the leader of the group. I'm I'm gonna bench Mo and I'm gonna cut curly, which Get I get it I get it Curly is probably the most famous of all of them I mean his name is Curly there was a Curly Junior I think there I think there were there were two other Curlies yeah. there might have been a female Curly I, I'm not sure are you a big Three Stooges guy not not huge but you know enough enough to know Larry's last name was Larry Fine no <laughs> <laughs> no not that apparently so. <laughs> Uh, enough to know that Curly is a great big bald man with no hair whose name is Curly. Well, the other guy actually has curly hair. Uh, I love that. And the noises. So I got to go with Curly, who's got elite noises first. I'm going to start Curly. I'm going to bench Larry, and I'm going to cut Mo. He was mean, man. He's always poking him in the eyes and bonking him on the head and yelling at those poor boys. Mo's not very nice. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. No, I, I guess I just appreciate him more for, for his head of hair. And it's that oh, is that just a though know. though Shemp, no thank you. Not a Shemp guy. He's all right. He's I mean, he's like he's he wants to be like Mo, but he's not. His hair's a little too greasy for my take. I, I would start I would I would put curly in over Shemp any day. All right. I buy that. All right. We're back on, yeah, okay, we're back on baseball. It's the last baseball one that I've got for here for a little bit. Then we've got a couple other non-baseball ones. But Rockies uniforms, mm. right? We've got the black sleeveless, road grays, and the home whites. We're not getting the purples involved in this. Everyone would take the purples. We're, we're ascending them to everyone knows the purples. You got to go grays, whites. And the black cutoffs. Black vests. I'm I'm flip flopping here. I'm gonna I'm going back to start. I'm gonna start the home whites. Great classic look. Mm. Uh, I just I just like it more than the others. I, I'm I'm gonna cut the road grays. Road unis when they're gray, they don't do that much for me. Once I once bought a a road Yankees jersey, and then after I had, it, I'm like. I don't. I don't even like this. Like this is just. <laughs> why do Why do we have this? <laughs> they are known for their pinstripes, and yet I'm, I'm buying a gray one that says 
New York across the chest. No thanks. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bench the road grays. Uh, I'm gonna start the the white, and I'm I'm gonna bench the the black vests, which are fantastic. But if you had to see them every game, I mean, look, there's there's a reason why Broncos fans hate the Raiders. It's not just because of the fans. It's not just because they're in the same division. It's just something about that black and silver that after a while it kind of loses its charm. I think to a degree. So. That's that's why I'm going to bench the the black sleeveless and starting the white homes. Incorrect. I got to start those black sleeveless. Okay. Blackout jersey. Go back to 2007. <laughs> it's all about the memory, baby. Blackout all the way to the World Series. I love those jerseys. I wish they wore them more. They've they've stopped wearing them as much. They'll break them out every once in a while. I just think they look sharp. I also like the sleeveless look. Uh, you know, I think that goes yes. well. But I but I'm mostly with you here. Where I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the road grays and and bench those home whites the home whites are, are clean yeah and crisp I like them we we need to meet in the middle because you know the rockies at one point had a sleeveless white pinstripe and it's it's been long enough where that's kind of been retired that should come back and yeah anything that's sleeveless is fantastic the cincinnati reds were the were well they weren't the first team but they were the first team to to bring that look back uh, in about the mid nineties. In fact, Deion Sanders was a, was a big part of that, uh, busting those out. And that was such a unique look at that. I'm, I'm surprised more teams. I mean, even the Marlins with their teal, right? Like right. or that, that light baby blue color that they use, that would look fantastic. I mean, really, if, if we're going to go all out and talk about sleeveless, purple sleeveless, yeah, make on. it happen. Give us something. <laughs> it's literally the least you could do. And um, you're gonna make up for the all the all the the losses and, and potential boycotts. Boom, you might make that back where people are like, "Well, look, I'll buy the purple vest." On the other hand, yeah. but <laughs> I can't wear it publicly. But that's okay. I have it for when it's it's good. You can sleep in it. Purple vest. Love it. You you might look like a realtor though. I don't. I'm not sure what Will's driving at, what the purple vest would look like. Maybe people are going to come up to you asking about the uh, the real estate market in that particular neighborhood you're walking around, but I, I think it could be pretty sharp. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe just brush up on the real estate market a little bit. Head over to your friends at Chevalier Mortgage. In fact, they can give you all the details so you'll be all set. And they will know all about if the newest uniforms if they happen to come out with any. Because they're huge sports fans, just like all of you. Sometimes buying a new home or refinancing this stuff can be stressful, especially if you're going through it with somebody who doesn't know you. But if you go through it with someone who you've got that thing you communicate about, you know a little bit about sports, you know about the Colorado market, you can talk about those things. Mike and Virginia Chevalier, incredibly friendly. And remember, Chevalier literally means protector of the realm in French. These are the knights who would protect the realm and they'll protect your realm. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you'll get hooked up with a free consultation and enter to win a free DNV shirt. DNV shirt? DNVR. I was like, we've got an extra letter in there, right? Uh, shirt or hat of your choice. But again, most importantly, you get that free consultation over at dnvrmortgage.com or you can call Virginia directly at 303 257 Seven, eight, or Mike directly at 970-412-2472.
Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, Drew, I know you got a few more, but while we're on the topic of jerseys, I'm going to throw you a star bench cut. Love it. You've got yeah, and the, and people in the comments, you can come up with them too. This is a great. This is a game anyone can play. Like I don't know if you've noticed the rules. <laughs> you name three things in a category, kind of, and, and we will take it, it from there. <laughs> right. All right. Th- talking about jerseys, do you start bench cut? Turn ahead the clock. Mm. Let's turn ahead the clock. Ones from I think it was ninety nine. Yeah. Fire so Walker made famous. This. Okay. Denver White Elephants Ooh. back in the Negro League days. Yeah. Or one of those wacky crossover sport unis. You know, recently MLB came out. They showed one what what Trevor Story would look like in a Nuggets. Yeah. Or I think they they you know showed one with like Ryan Altapia wearing almost a Broncos theme. So you could pick right. any team that you want with that. Turn ahead the clock. Denver White Elephants or crossover NBA, NFL, NHL color themed jerseys. All right. Am I? I might make some enemies here. This might you, you might you might get me in trouble right now because okay. First of all, I'm going to start the white elephants for a couple of reasons. One, they're super clean, amazing looking uniforms. Two, it celebrates actual baseball history in Colorado. And three, throwbacks are dope, and the Rockies don't have any. Uh, the Rockies don't have. Uh, like their own, the, 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 there's no throwback there, right? Like even the Diamondbacks have, they're awful or whatever, right? But there's kind They've of got nostalgia. Four or five right, throwbacks. Right, right. The Marlins have uh, throwbacks. So, and I'm actually not like, because there are some teams like the Rays just Rays kind of did, but they also but they just invented. Made you're right. That too. That too. <laughs> like, well, they they came back with some of those. Like they they infused the yellow a little bit, so yeah. they did have a little. But yeah, then they also did a. Okay, what if we existed during the 1970s? Yeah. All right, that's something. That's yeah, and and Will's for it, saying make some some fake throwbacks, and but I'm I I like the white elephant idea better, where it's it's a throwback in a way. It's not of the Rockies, but a Colorado oh baseball. Yeah. And even, and I wrote an article, man, this would have been a while ago. This might've been purple road days where I said, why not wear Denver Zephyr jerseys sometimes Ooh. or some Denver Browns jerseys sometimes like that, that would be really, really cool. Um, so I, I really like that general idea as, as a way of doing a throwback without having to just make something up or pretend. And, and also the old Rockies uniforms were fine. So I don't think they need a new thing or whatever, but that's a way to kind of get away with having a throwback. Um, but here's where we get controversial and I'll just say it. I'm cutting those jump ahead to the clock forward to the future. <laughs> not, those are awful. I they think look, it's because you don't know what they were like actually it. called. You just look, made up a whole turn ahead the back future to the future of the clock of the future. Marty McFly jerseys. What? That's right. True. That's they're just called turn ahead. The cl- those, <laughs> those jerseys look good on exactly one person in exactly one picture. Larry Walker's the only person who could pull that off, and he pulled it off. He pulled off a SpongeBob SquarePants shirt that none of us could have worn at a big announcement like that. So, I actually really like, if not in practice, the idea. This is this is something my brother and I have actually talked about for a long time about how sports teams in cities should have sort of matching 
uh, color schemes or, or they should all kind of play off of each other or, or have a theme. And the Colorado teams do all have one theme, which is that they're all named after natural elements that you would find in the state of Colorado naturally, right? Your, your nuggets of gold, your wild horses of Broncos, your rapids, Colorado rapids, your Rocky Mountains, all of this stuff, the avalanche that comes down those mountains. I hadn't thought about that. That's great. Even yeah. if you're extending out to like, uh, uh, what Denver are the mammoth? Yeah, the, the mammoth, you don't find them anymore, but you know, the bones uh, uncovered here, obviously, you know, that's big. So I like the idea of the Rockies wearing Broncos or Nuggets or Avs colors and vice versa, even if I've never seen one that's made me go totally, yeah. Outlaws, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff you find here. Yeah. Wow. That, so I'm going to agree with you on the white elephants. Again, just, you know, purely for the history. And I, I do like the turn, turn ahead the clocks, maybe a little bit better than the white elephant ones, but for the history and everything that goes into it, it just needs to happen. And mm. there was, there were rumors that that was absolutely going to happen. And with what Dick Monfort had said this off season about New Jersey's on the way, it was like, yes, it, it's gotta be this. It's got to be this. And Thomas Harding told us, nah, really Nike is just doing something with all the teams. So that's, yeah can't really take credit for that so that's a that's actually in fact a, a kind of a disappointment that really the colorado hasn't you know done something with that so i'm gonna start the white elephants uniforms i'm going to bench the turn ahead the clocks i do like that and I'm, I'm gonna bench the idea of some kind of crossover colors they do look cool and you know it certainly would be fun to have it once a year to have you know some kind of yeah. you know again crossover we've seen kyle freeland and trevor story you know, doing a free throw shot at a Nuggets game and stuff like that. Hey, bring some of those guys back and, uh, you know, pay tribute to them with orange Rockies jerseys. Why not? That could be creative. Right. All right. Going to finish out with some rapid fire here. A couple of big ones. We talked a little bit of Disney on yesterday's show, so I'm going to go back to our childhood classics. And you got to start bench cut Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. Hmm. Okay. And we're talking about the film, not that individual people, right? <laughs> I right. mean, obviously Beauty and the Beast would be two people. Right, right. But I, I just need to know the specifics. Wow, yeah, the that was the heyday. I I guess I'm probably gonna have to start Beauty and the Beast, because I did see that twice in theaters when I was a little kid. So I'm going to start that one. Also, there's a fantastic SNL skit. I don't know if you saw from a couple years ago where, uh, you know, Belle and, and, and the Beast, things are going great. And then all of a sudden, um, there, there's uh, word starts going around about how, you know, some of these uh, objects around the castle have come oh, yeah. to life. And yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. were trapped <laughs> in the basement. And then, you know, uh, Mrs. Potts' son comes up and he's dressed like a cup, but he's got a little bit of fur on him. Yeah. And you kind of end up mm. learning that, you know, before Belle came around, you know, the beast had certain needs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's one of my all time favorite SNL skits. I'm starting Beauty and the yeah. Beast, Little Mermaid. Shout out to my cousin Jamie. That was her favorite, uh, Little Mermaid. So I'm going to bench that and I'm going to cut Aladdin. Although, I love Aladdin's great. Aladdin is great too. Yeah, yeah. We're this may be the one we differ the most. I, I think I think we're gonna go 
backwards here. I you're a big well, Gilbert Godfrey fan. Let's face uh, it. Well, uh, look, that's first of all, that's true. Actually, <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey is underrated stand-up comedian. He's legitimately hilarious. It's not just the voice, but. I am going to start Aladdin. That was just one of my all-time favorites as a kid. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, Also of the live-action remakes, uh, I think that is the one that's kind of been the best because it, like, changed some things and added to the story. So I enjoyed that. But I'm an Aladdin guy. Just those are my songs, too. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, I'm going to go. I'm going to bench that one. Love, love. Beauty. Oh yeah, Robin Williams. How did I not throw out Robin Williams? They would talk about Aladdin and didn't even mention oh. Robin Williams. Yeah, exactly. Got, got to do that. All time performance. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Again, uh, the songs in, in Beauty and the Beast are, are phenomenal too. And Little Mermaid just wasn't as much my thing when I was a kid. I don't know why. I hope it's not just because the main character was a girl. Female protagonist, little, Drew. Hashtag cancel Creaseman. No, no, no. Don't stop. Bell Bell's the main character of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so, she does so, get top billing. Yeah. She's beauty. If it was Beast she, and the Beauty, she, I, I'd be coming at you hard right now. But you know what? Out of here. Also, out you were here. you were a young boy. So I you was. know what? I got I will say I <laughs> have just what because when I when I was a kid, I, the only part I really liked about Little Mermaid was the the one big song, the Under the Sea, which is phenomenal like a classic all-time great sebastian but, crushed it of course yeah you know this yeah how can you not but uh oh wait now, now that i gotta pay for those rights and, now and, uh, that's right no i think you got just the right number of uh seconds <sighs> there but um now that i'm old and sappy part of that world is a song that just touches my heart it's really really Good. beautiful um so yeah okay i think all right i think was was ursula a better villain than Jafar? I mean, Jafar's very one-dimensional. Yeah. But, you know, the, the big snake. I was scared of snakes, I guess, maybe more than octopuses. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> really had a snake problem, and, and he becomes a, a big, wow. giant snake at the end. I'm going to cross off my Indiana Jones question then. Yeah, right. Just, no, we're not going to go there then. Forget it. I know the answer hey, to that. Similar category, though, I've got for you here. Harry. Hermione. Ron, start bench cut. Hmm. All right. on Team Ursula. Well, fun fact, Harry Potter is what got me into reading. Yes. I mean, I was, I was already out of high school, which, but uh, I, I transitioned from reading Sports Illustrated from cover to cover. That was my challenge to myself. I said, you're, you're an adult man now at 18 years old. You need, you know what? You got, you got to read everything, and then made the leap and said, "All right, let me, let me read some of these Harry Potters." And I, I didn't actually finish. I, I, I think I stopped that Goblet of Fire. I was like the fourth one, um, and never really saw the movies just because I always, I always use Harry Potter as the example because you go, "All right, when I, when you read the book, like any book, the budget in your head isn't even infinite. It just, it's real. They invented brooms where they could fly around on. It's just real. Whereas you watch the movie and you go." wow, these graphics are atrocious, yeah. you know? So it can never, so I, I never went and watched the movies, but I'm going to go ahead and, I like and the movies. you know, Har- I don't know. You, you, you can't start anyone over Harry. So I'm going to start Harry, Hermione, I'm going to bench and Ron. He's cool, but he, he's going to get cut. Look, we agree on I'm Ron. With the chalk. We love you, Ron. We got to cut you, Ron, but I'm, I'm going to flip. Cause he's redheaded. Around. Look, 
Drew, I've got a lot of problems with the things you have to say in this podcast, okay? No, I'm sorry. Make a controversy today. I'll tell you, I, I got to start Hermione here, and I'll tell you why. She always does the homework. She's on top Ooh, of respect. everything, right? She's far more – so, based, like, Harry – you need Harry because he's clutch. Like, Harry saves the day at the end after mm. failing, like, seven or eight times, right? Coming so off the bench. That's what – I need Harry coming off the bench in the eighth, ninth inning – you know, trying to come in clutch. But if I need someone to play second base for 162 games, never miss batting practice, never eat the wrong thing or go out too late partying or do any of that crap, just someone who's going to show up and be awesome all the time, reliable. Harry and Ron were never, were not reliable. Fair. Hermione's reliable. I got to start. But if, but if you cut, if you cut Ron... Now what, what do we get no, from Harry? Created a, cl- a clubhouse chemistry problem here. If we, if we yeah, who's got a whole whole clubhouse chemistry? And he's hanging around with the twins, and they're 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 a problem too. You know, total, total cover. <laughs> and 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 what was uh, what was Ron's younger sister's name? That that got Harry's eye off the ball too. Oh, that's right, Debbie. Uh, Debbie Weasley. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember her name. No, we no love redheads. We love redheads. I am a redhead. Yeah. Not hardcore, not orange, but I have red hair. Jenny. I was close with, with the Debbie. All right. Best Help. Gibson. Josh, Zach, or Debbie? <laughs> now, don't answer that one. You know what? That one's. Go Josh. <laughs> we're going to. Yeah. Well, we'll do that one on Twitter. All right, Although electric more, I, is a banger. I know these aren't really your thing, but I, I want to see what you've got to say. Uh, PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox. I'm going Dreamcast. <laughs> um, number two, a quarter. Which can be used in an arcade. A quarter. Bench. Right? Yes. Right. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to cut um, uh, Game Boy. No, uh, Nintendo. Oh. Nintendo's gonna is gonna do it. You didn't say Sega. That was my wheelhouse too. I actually yeah. owned a Dreamcast. That was my final system before I tapped out, and That's I cool. loved it. I, I mean, like there's like two games, but I loved it. Um, what'd you say? Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo start bench PlayStation, and I'm gonna cut Xbox. Never own an Xbox. Never really touched one. A, a couple times I played some Xbox here and there when it first came out, but. I don't have that emotional connection to Xbox. Sorry. How about you? Yeah, if you uh, I'm going to go PlayStation. I'm going to start just because that's where all the Final Fantasy games come out on those now. And, okay. Respect. And, uh, Nintendo, you got to have on the bench. You got to have Nintendo around. Nintendo's just phenomenal. And again, How do you I, say it? Nintendo? What? <laughs> what did Wait, I say something you, weird? No, you said it quick and you're like, Nintendo? Nintendo. Nintendo. You gotta have a Nintendo. Selfie. Drink a Celsi. Your breakfast is Celsi. And play Nintendo. Uh, and I, I, I love Halo, which is like the main thing to do on Xbox. Yeah. But I've never owned an Xbox system, so I, I gotta cut Xbox. We agree. We agree on cutting Xbox. Yeah. Couple coming in from the comments: Will, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and The Rock. Man, well, I don't know if 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 I if I didn't live the life that I I led, I wouldn't start Randy Savage in this group. But 
I can, I can only talk about my own life experience. Saw the man go over at WrestleMania 4 in Atlantic City. So Randy Savage is my start. I'm going to cut the rock. What? Go And home. I'm going to bench no. Hulk Hogan, a.k.a. No. Hulk Hogan. Oh, now we got to... You I'm I'm gonna, I'm yes. one on one with the great one. I'm putting Hogan That's over your Rock. Opinion? That's your opinion. You're cutting the rock. Who is in a movie first? It doesn't matter oh. who you're cutting. It oh I no in a movie. <laughs> Are you talking about suburban commando? Did you just give Hulk Hogan credit? No holds barred. <laughs> Go home. Give me your keys. You've had too many Breck Celsius. I can't. This is the wrongest opinion. This is worse than the chocolate thing. You I'm wouldn't want to see a rock. young Hogan show? This, no. I know the young Hogan, rock's about to come out. Hulk Hogan was never a good wrestler. He, he's got two moves. He can barely move. I don't need to see the guy flex and yell at the camera. What are his two I'm moves? I'm good. He got a big boot. He got a leg drop. That's all he got. He's got hulking up. Oh, that's. <laughs> He's got t-shirt tear. You're ripping the shirt. I just doubled his move set. Okay. Handshake. Yelling brother into the camera is a pretty good. Move. He's got the, the test of strength, right? All he's right. gonna. He's always right. gonna test the strength. You always gonna do that. And he's gonna this lull is... you into a false sense of of uh, comfort, and he's gonna come. He's gonna bring it back. Oh, he hulks up. That's at least five right there, dude. Body slam. I, now that's a there's a dynamic move set. I guess he did he did at least that one body slam that I And King remember. Kong Bundy? As if the people's elbow is some sort of majestic. Look, the rock, you start the rock. The rock is the greatest Ooh. combination of all the things that it takes to make a great professional wrestler Fair. of all time. The greatest on the mic, a phenomenal athlete in the ring, entertaining as hell, could actually do moves and go, get everyone excited. There's a reason the guy's making $20 million a movie right now. Does he own? That's right. He owns the XFL. Keep him coming, Nighthawk. <laughs> what else do we got? The Rock. That's your guy. Uh, I, I don't disagree, though. Randy Savage, I feel like, could maybe have been that guy if he'd have been born 10, 15 years later. He's uh, third in the pecking order for most people that know wrestling. You're like, I know the yeah. like, like, for most people who are not into wrestling, you go, just name some wrestlers. Yeah, you're not gonna name Macho Man. Like you're right. probably not. You you might throw out a, a John Cena, right? You might do right. that. You might even go. I remember once my nephew babysitting him and an Alberto Del Rio. You go, okay, that's a name, but no <laughs> one's really gonna throw right. out Macho Man. So I, right. I get it that he might not fit in there. But he's he's gonna be on my bench for sure. I just love Macho Man. Big fan. Uh, Bone Saw also in the Spider Man. One of the best. Sure, you videos ever. you will love this. Um, Got to cut Hulk Hogan, get him out of there. In the past, when I've participated uh, as as a math teacher, special education teacher, in graduation ceremonies, as all of the teachers walk in with our robes, they play, you know, Macho Man's walkout music. Every time that I've done that and I've walked into the arena, I I turn around and I give a little, ooh, yeah, just for me. It's just for me. To the music, no one is paying attention to me. I probably there's probably a couple of people that go, "What is that teacher doing, wiggling his finger in the air like that and looking around?" And I, <laughs> I, I think guy. he mouthed the words, "Can you dig it?" Yeah. I don't know. Ooh. Love it. All right, a couple others on here. 
that I want to do rapid quick. Again, one that I don't think you've got huge opinions on, but lots of other people do. Marvel, DC, or indie comics? Like zines? <laughs> well, <and> stuff. <laughs> there was there was a couple of recent indie comics that came out that were just I, I can't support, so I'm gonna have to cut them. Uh, we all know what Marvel has done recently, and so that's why they start. And DC, okay, Snyder cut, that's a thing. So obviously, I know what I'm talking about. They it gets benched. So you, you think that. I didn't have these takes, but yet I clearly showed my depth of knowledge. You did. You pulled Snyder Cut out. I'll be out of that. I got to start DC, which will be very unpopular. Ooh, Everyone's on the Marvel is, right? thing these days. But, and, and, you know, I know they haven't been having the best go in the movies, according to a lot of people. I've been enjoying them for the most part. But I'm just a, a, a fan of the DC ethos. I, I like my comic books with a little more grit and, and seriousness. And I, I don't think all of them should have to be tongue in cheek and, and make fun of themselves all the time. So, I'm going to start DC. I'm going to bench Marvel. And I love plenty of indie comic books, but those two are really are the king for reasons. So. You're going to bench Colossus right here? I couldn't. You're going to bench this 90s era X-Men oh, that's probably worth less than what I originally price. purchased it for when I was a child? Oh, probably not. Look at these covers. That one might be, Come on. Those are beautiful. The X-Men is the best idea in the history of comic books, in my opinion. But still... I like I like what DC's ethos is about these days. So. And you know what? I probably shouldn't have started Marvel because of X Men. It should be X People. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. I mean, this Love is it. a very controversial episode, Love more it. ways than one. But I'm going to come out of this one scot free. X People. Right. Last one for you, and this one, this one can be revealing about all kinds of people. This Ooh. is just types of movies here. You got horror movies, action movies, and dramas. Start, bench, cut. I don't even have any comedy in there. Okay. But you know what? But I kind of like. See, comedy, it was kind of like purple jerseys. Like everyone's going to take comedies because it's easy to just sit and laugh at a funny thing. These so. three are the closest alike. Like if you throw comedy in and, and, and you make it a foursome. Comedy is, is least like those three. So I, I, I respect that. Yeah. All right. I am, as, as I get older, I don't care for the drama quite as much. So I'm going to cut drama. Wow. I'm going to cut drama. I don't, Two. I don't, again, I just, I don't like to, to think sometimes in, in movies. I used to love it. I used to love all that emotional stuff. Now I can watch a commercial and tear up. You know, I'm, I'm that guy. And I know, I think you are too a little bit. Yeah. And it's for that reason I'm I'm cutting drama. I don't need to get into all that. Uh and number one, I'm gonna start horror. Now I have not watched really? a horror film. Yes. Now I have not watched a horror film in ages. It gives my wife nightmares, so I'm just SOL. I'm I'm not gonna do you're it. You're a book guy, right? You're but you're Stephen, Stephen King, King, yes. Book guy, yeah. Stephen King. Also, I'll I'll watch those, you know, you know. Uh, mojo videos or what culture of like right. best horror endings or most controversial scenes i'll watch that and be like oh my god that's gross that's disgusting but i can't look away like i yeah. i want to watch that my my dad took me to go see you know texas chainsaw massacre all those movies and whatnot so i'm actually going to give horror the start and i'm going to bench 
action. Wow. Wow. Okay. It's another one where that probably shocked you a little bit. Didn't, didn't you? A, a little bit until you started talking. I remembered conversations we had had about Stephen King and stuff, but mm. uh, I wasn't sure. I, I wanted to know. This is one of the ones I was like, I, I want to know this one about Patrick specifically. I want to know about everybody, but I'm, I was curious. So yeah, I am going to cut horror. I could see it's, that. Yeah. It's, it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, I can see that. There's a handful of them over the years. Like I, I saw the ring in theaters in high school and I thought that was super cool and creepy and, and scary. Weird, but... Scaredest I've ever been. Yeah. That's not a word. Scared. Yeah. Most scared I've ever been in a theater uh, bar none. Right. I, I do find myself often caught in this weird, like expectations thing when I watch a horror flick, which is like, mm. I feel like I'm supposed to be scared so then either the handful of times I do actually get spooked, I wonder if I've just kind of worked myself into it. And then the rest of the time, I feel like I don't get at all spooked or scared or whatever. So then I feel like the movie has totally failed to do what it was trying to do. And I've just wasted an hour and a half of my time. Where with other flicks, they typically have more than one goal. <laughs> right. But with a horror right. movie, it's like, give me this one you... feeling. And it, yeah. There are a few, like there's one with Rachel Weiss and, um, What's his name? Um, uh, oh, we're doing this game again? James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig. Uh, like a House of Glass that's a super creepy one. That I like creepy stuff more than I like horror. Thriller? Movies. So maybe thriller. Eh, uh, psychological thriller. I like, okay. I like, like, but, but tense, like we're being chased by the serial killer stuff. Like, I don't, I can't get into any of that. Katie's trying to get me to do American Horror Story, and I think I'm going to try it. But that was on television, so I, you got to think that that one really wasn't that bad. It's not going to be graphic, that's for sure. Right. Um, so and you, yeah, I you're don't... into you're into insects a little bit, right? Like if that part of science, you like insects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, so there's this one called Human Centipede. Yeah, you might no, really yeah, like it. It's yeah, sweet. No, definitely. No, and there's a couple in the in the yeah, in the series, yeah, so it'll be fun. You watch a couple yeah. of them. Check it out. Check it out. Human Centipede. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and keep my my action flicks on the bench love love a solid action movie when you can go in and take one in but as much as i do uh sometimes push back against the the way people who are high and mighty in in the hollywood arena act like the dramas are the only real movies and they like to look down on my comic book movies and fantasy and science fiction and stuff and i oftentimes prefer to watch those but a really really good drama for me is still the best that cinema has to offer. So I just watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom the other night. Katie and I watched that featuring Viola Davis and one of the final performances of Chadwick Boseman. Mm. And it is absolutely mind-blowingly phenomenal. It is so damn good. And it's mostly just watching actors. It's, a, it's shot a lot like a stage play. Um, it, the whole story takes place basically over one recording session uh, over one day at this studio uh, and is based on a real story. And so I highly recommend, I think it's on Netflix, but those are the kinds of things that like, I have to psych myself up for those kinds of movies. I can only do like one a week. Cause it's emotional. Like, and, and, and this one is, it's like, it's emotional. Like at the end of it, I just like sat there for 30 minutes and then Katie and I it had like sticks an hour long conversation about it. It sticks like, with you. Those are those are my favorite movies, the ones where you can like have that long conversation afterward. And so it's yeah. it's funny. I, I, I heard somewhere this idea of why like young people 
like horror movies and and roller coasters and stuff like that it's it's because um that it, well they're scary but why do adults not like them as much well everyday life is scary you go if i get fired how right. do i pay for all this stuff around me and right. you know relatives getting older and not doing well health-wise like that's that's a horror film it's just life yeah. you know right. what i mean to to a degree yeah, so i don't totally. need to ha- go through that that experience again but I, I get that and it's funny yeah. as i i again haven't watched a horror film in years that was my start uh, and more recently, uh, I saw a couple good Joaquin Phoenix films, uh, the the Joker, of course, which was right. great. Uh, I did know about the ending, so that wasn't as much of a of a shock, but it was still fantastic performance. Uh, although after getting hit by a car, I'm a little um, surprised he was able to dance as well as he did. That was my yeah. only problem with the film. Uh, and The Master, great uh, sure. Paul Thomas Anderson film, yeah. it was great with Seymour uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. That was that was really good. Great acting. All right. We all learned things about each other today. This was fun. Uh, Let us know yours. If you weren't here for the show, remember we are live on Facebook and Periscope five days a week uh, around 4.05 Mountain Time. You know that we're going on YouTube multiple times a week now, going live there. So you've got to be subscribed to that. We got Drew Goodman coming up soon. We got uh, some minor league mayhem. You'll have to stick with us and learn what that's going to be about coming up soon you got to be subscribed to the youtube channel to make sure you don't miss out on any of that if you want to hit us up with your start bench cut of anything we talked about today find us on social media at drew creaseman at patrick d lines at dnvr underscore rockies the best way to do it though probably would be to subscribe to the dnvr.com so that way not only do you get access to all the written content the discounts on the hats shirts masks the bigger beer when you come down to the dnvr bar you get to come into the Discord private chat, which is the best way to get information to us, uh, give suggestions, either answer these questions yourselves and just let us know what types of movies or ice cream or bands or uh, what baseball players are your typical favorites or suggest other categories we could do start bench cut for in the future. As we said, this kind of is a fun game. We can apply it to all different kinds of people. We can play it with guests. It's going to be fun in the future. So, Thank you all for hanging out with us through all of that. Make sure you join the chat on social media or in our Discord chat room. Keep being absolutely awesome out there. I promise you, we will keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. we hope despite everything going on that show managed to put a smile on your face and hey if you want your smile to be the best it absolutely can be you know to head over to our friends at green mountain dental group the best in the biz providing such wonderful dental coverage for all of our fans all of you colorado rockies fans just like you out there in lakewood they'll take care of you they'll make you feel comfortable at the dentist just a few miles outside of downtown denver and right now If you or anyone you know needs a job, 
Green Mountain Dental Group is looking for experienced office manager bookkeeper. This is a salaried position with great benefits. The office manager's role is to organize and coordinate administrative duties and office procedures. The job requires 10 years of office manager experience. Other duties include preparing payroll, monthly financials, experience with a variety of office software, ordering dental supplies, handling marketing and advertising, supervising staff, etc., This team is an incredible group of people to work with, so please call them today if you or anyone you know is interested. Call 303-988-0711 or head to the website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com for further information.